and welcome to Take One, your daily dose of Talmud. Um, we're joined today once again by my dear friend and co-host on Unorthodox, the world's greatest Jewish podcast, Rav Mark Oppenheimer. Shalom, Mark. Uh, shalom. I like thinking of what you do here at Take One as a daily dose. Um, as somebody who's frequently dosing my children with melatonin right. or infant ibuprofen. Microdosing them. Up. Microdosing. Uh, we have talked on Unorthodox. Um, the other podcast you work on about uh, Ayelet Waldman came on to talk about microdosing LSD. I mean, I think we all are dosing something in our life. Right. And I like to think that you are dosing people with a doff of Talmud. Rather than go through your day sober, why not have a little bit Talmud in your bloodstream? That's right. So kind of makes you a little bit woozy, which is a perfect segue into today's conversation, which I thought you in particular would completely dig because it is about the dead. Yes. And here is this amazing portion that I absolutely love. Rabbi Chaya and Rabbi Yonasan were once walking about in a cemetery and the tzitzis, the fringes at the end of the garment that religious Jewish men are commanded to wear, of Rabbi Yonasan were trailing on the graves. Rabbi Chaya said to him, Lift it up so that the dead should not say, tomorrow they're coming to join us, and now they're mocking us. Rabbi Yonasan said to him, do they know so much regarding matters of this world? Which is a really interesting question. The Talmud then goes on to offer a whole host of amazing, amazing stories about uh, sages who slept in a cemetery and heard the conversations of ghosts and, and all kinds of communication with the dead, which is something that I know kind of obsesses us here in the world of the living. What did you make of this page? You know, there were different perspectives, right, on on how much the the dead play into our lives. You know, one of the rabbis thought that actually you could overhear dead people whispering and telling you what's coming up in the world, that basically there are soothsayers in the cemetery if you listen uh, well enough. And then there's these other questions about, well, how much do you respect the dead? You know, are they are they just dead or are they are they waiting for you? And then one of the, you know, then they'll relate a tale about how the dead will speak to you and say, I'll see you soon. Right. right? It's a very, very demon haunted passage. You know, what was interesting to me is this is a place where Talmud, where the, the conversations the rabbis are having in, again, the third, fourth, fifth centuries in the common era. By the way, we're also right around the time when they mentioned Jesus as someone who's leading people mm-hmm. astray. I right. mean, just to give you a sense of where they're working, they're working in a in a world where the nascent Jesus movement, the Jesus heresy or right. faction of Judaism is growing and well, spreading. That new franchise is really doing well. Yeah, exactly. Like all of a sudden, like McDonald's is saying they're like, this Shake Shack is right. coming up fast on our heels. This, you know, what is this Chipotle that's mm-hmm. all of a sudden in all the malls. And that's the world they're in. It's like the the Jesus thing is spreading. So they are having these conversations around their tables in their yeshivas. They all in theory start with Torah, right? With the the five books of Moses or the prophets that that came after that. But in practice, what you see is they're still, they still have all these folk things. I mean, Torah has a little bit, there are some demons, there's, there's some superstitions, but it's not generally what people take from Torah, right? I mean, if you, if you just, if all you knew about Judaism was Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, right? You wouldn't think that like demons and the dead talking to you were a huge part of it. I mean, yeah, Jacob wrestles with an angel. God occasionally sends people, uh, sends figures. There are angels, there are seraphim and cherubim, but basically it's about God and humans. Then what you discover is that actually when these people walk past a cemetery, they think the dead are whispering to them. Which makes perfect sense. I, I mean, this is one of the things that always baffles me when people read these Talmudic passages 
and are so surprised, like, oh my God, there are demons and the dead are talking. I mean, of course, if you assume a world in which some kind of divine or, or additional or transcendent layer uh, is superimposed onto your world, why is it easy for you to accept God, but completely impossible for you to accept demons? I mean, right. I think that probably in the 2000 years after, you know, or so 1500 years since the Talmud was, was finished, was redacted, um, there have been all sorts of movements that have wanted to rationalize our old religions, right? And you see this in Christianity. You certainly see it in Judaism. Uh, you see it in Islam as well, where a lot of the early writings that were much more sort of, you almost want to say polytheistic, in which there was God, but then there were little minions of God right. and little deities. They kind of get washed away so that it's about, you know, in Christianity, the Trinity. And in about Judaism, it's about God. But in fact, when you look at the early years, yeah, the sense that the world is is metaphysical and haunted is is all pervasive. Now, I go through life completely believing that. You have demons you know, everywhere. I'm a very superstitious demons person. Demons yes, you I at drop-off for your kids at school. A, a thousand Any percent. given Uber driver might, in fact... I say or do, particularly Uber drivers, I, I say or do so many things in the course of any given day that are completely guided by <laughs> totally superstitions, right. irrational right. superstition. And and you are I'm the, kind of the opposite. least yeah. superstitious person yeah. I know. So so to you, is is this completely absurd when you hear the discussions of the dead may or may not, not know the affairs all. of the living? No, it's really not absurd. And yes, I'm so, I'm not just non-superstitious. I, I will confess, and this is not my finest quality, it's, it's one of my judgy qualities. You mock us. That I am for... anti-superstitious. Right. I was um, in a coffee shop the other day and a, a good friend of mine walked in, a very bright person. I mean, very credentialed as a scholar, but also just personally a really shrewd cat, like someone with common sense and good judgment. And he was saying something about a stepdaughter of his who's been having some troubles. And he said, well, fortunately the past six months, she's really stabilized. And then he, and he looked for wood to knock on. And he literally, having found only like composite fake wood at the table in the coffee shop, and then the wall being lined with a kind of vinyl. He literally was like looking around for a piece of authentic wood to knock on. And he clearly couldn't move on in, in his conversation with me until he found it. And then he found he knocked on it. It's like the sweat mopped the sweat from his brow. And we continued catching up. I don't really. And you're like, you primitive. It's like, Jesus, man. But to me, you know, what religions are is, is they are a form of ancestor worship. It's actually one of the ways in which I am. Uh, kind of spiritual and metaphysical, which is, I, it strikes me that even if you don't believe any of the miracles in the Hebrew Bible, even if you don't believe that prayer is efficacious and works, even if you just are, reject all of these kinds of, of superstitions, metaphysics, things that go against the laws of nature, for most of us, the idea that there is something to revere in the people who came before you, that you want to honor if not the body itself, the memory is so right. intuitive. It seems like it seems primordial. It seems a priori. And I tell people, if, if Judaism is nothing else to you, can it not be, is it not a form of ancestor worship where you say this particular lineage right. of ancestors going back as far as we know, uh, several thousand years is more meaningful than other lineages I might be part of governmental, military, fraternity or sorority, right? That those are all structure our lives in some ways, but the idea that when you walk amongst your own dead, that you want to listen to the wisdom of them, that's, that's I have no problem with that. And, and whereas the conversation of, of the sages, as always, is far from conclusive, I think that is one thing that you take away from today's stuff, right? They say, tomorrow you will join us. Yeah. That actually has to impact the way you act today. Yeah. Rabbi Oppenheimer, thank you so much. Toda. Thank you. Thank you. 
This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly section of Reading Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope you've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.